0: welcome to episode number 36 of the circles off podcast i'm rob Pizzola, joined by johnny from Betstamp. and johnny i actually want to start this episode with a little bit of twitter beef just because i saw this about five minutes before we were going to record and i thought it'd be interesting to bring up because it's beef between two guys that we've had on the program before i don't know if you've seen this or not yet do you know what i'm referring to
1: is this uh, Rufus in the golf matchup stuff?
0: Yes. So we've had Rufus Peabody on before, professional, better, mainly focuses on golf, but lots of other markets as well. We have had Abnormally Dissed on, which is actually one episode that uh, probably be our biggest episode of all time. Gets the, the most downloads, most streams and listens over the course of the year or has so far. Uh, so I thought far, that was a circles really off to point. the
1: moon once we release the video. So yes, we'll have to true. Bring so far. On.
0: Yes. So um, I, I'm going to read this tweet that I noticed. It was tweeted a couple hours before we're actually recording this episode, but I found it interesting. And then went these guys went back and forth, but I've normally tweets, let's do a 1 million head to head next golf year at Rufus Peabody. I'll put the money in escrow. You don't have to head to head lines on bookmaker. 25% of the pool to most dollars one for PGA outrights head to head. Euro outrights head-to-head run from mid-March to August. I'll pay for, he put unabashed, but he meant unabated to develop a tracker so this can drive traffic. So essentially we have one guy challenging another guy to a million dollar head-to-head on the next golf year. Uh, and Rufus declined. So the, the big
1: offer. dogs are out to play here, Rob. But what we gotta ask you first is, what, what do you think stem this? So. I mean, probably a bunch of people talking smack on Twitter and that's really all it is. But what what stemmed uh, AD to put out that tweet uh, for the challenge?
0: So there is a a very popular Slack chat in the gambling community that's run by Ed from Right Angle Sports. Um, And Abnormally Dist is, you know, very prominent in that chat. And from like, I'm just deciphering from this thread between Abnormally Dist and Rufus, but it sounds like people have been going to AD and saying, Hey, you know, Rufus is talking shit about you um, or something along that, that capacity. He's asking around about you, whether you're a winner or not. So this seems to me like AD trying to put together some sort of competition to, uh, I guess, prove himself to Rufus.
1: Yeah, got it. So I guess we're going to break this down then real quick then. But I think for starters, what needs to be said is a lot of people challenge other people to contests on twitter there's a lot of things usually wrong with those challenges with this one um i think ad put together a solid proposal you know from i can kind of think of it from his mind here um you know not that i want to pick sides or anything like that but you know he sees a guy obviously talking shit about him in the slack chat uh you know not not really adding him or you know tagging him directly just kind of subliminally tweeting that ad might not be uh, as great as he claims or a winning better you know referencing the ad recapped um guy on twitter which you know we got that that guy is just a guy who's like you know recapping abnormally distributed plays admittedly he said he's he's missed a lot of plays he just puts in whatever he sees so listen <laughs> that obviously needs to be thrown out the window and not used as a uh, certified talking point but you know if if it was up to date and It had all of his plays in there. Then I I mean, I guess there would be some validity, even even though it would be a smaller sample size. But keeps uh, referencing that, and then AD in his mind, I'm imagining, just says, "Hey, you know what? Enough is enough. Like, this guy thinks he can beat me. He thinks he's so much better than me. Like, all right, let's let's do it. And this could be a decent earn for both of us. A million dollars, obviously." Uh, you know, not the most money in the world, but it's a, a decent amount that should be enticing for somebody to do a challenge and devote a significant amount of time to given that, you know, it's divided into four categories, but, you know, two and two, you'd break even, but there's, there's would be presumably no VIG on that. And a, it could be a decent earn up to a million dollars um, over a golf season could potentially, um, you know, double your profits or, you know, at a significant percentage, so I think the challenge there is enough money that it should be, you know, a no-brainer for Rufus to take if he thinks he's got that big an edge. But at the same time, um, it's it's also just a better challenge than the other ones we've seen on Twitter uh, on different platforms because usually when a better challenge is another better, it ends up being like something that's not really a true indicator of their actual skill. So if you do like, oh, let's go for a one week contest or a one month contest, there's really a big, big degree of variance there that we saw like a turtle, a turtle beat, a tortoise beat, bend the better. You know, it's a one week sample, really anything that anything can happen, coin flip versus coin flip. But when we're talking about a full golf season, he's checked off the sample size being large enough, being it's a full season, can't really get much longer than that. We've talked about motivation to do it, million bucks, not a, a small amount. Definitely would be interested there. And then lastly, um, a lot of people in these different competitions are worried like, oh, is this guy going to pay? Is he going to stiff me if I win? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take his million. and Oh, he doesn't have it. You know, oh, too bad. I can't get paid. And what AD's even said, obviously, in that tweet is he'll escrow the money. So he'll send it to somebody that I guess they can both trust or rely on public figure in the space to hold on to for the golf season and even said Rufus doesn't need to send his share. So he's basically going to allow Rufus to bet on credit while he's going to post up with somebody, giving Rufus basically zero worry or very minimal worry of actually getting paid if he wins. So all in, um, wanted to break down that challenge and just explain why it's significantly different than a lot of the other stuff we've seen in this space. There's no risk of a stiff for Rufus. There's really no risk of a small sample size because... You can't get much longer than one year. What are they going to do? Oh, t- next 10 years, head-to-head golf? Like, see ya. And, and then last, like I said, like, it's it'll be publicly tracked. They can figure out what to do. It's a good amount of money. Like, I, I, I think I'd be all for it. But uh, with that being said, I know, Rob, you had, like, a, maybe a potentially different view on, like, why Rufus might want to not accept this. So I want to let you share your thoughts.
0: Yeah, so... Let me start by saying that I I respect the hell out of both of these guys. So this is not like pitting one against the other. I respect both of their craft. I believe that they're both long-term winners. Um, I'm much closer with Rufus in the sense that I talk to him on a personal basis a lot more than I do AD. But um, my thoughts are this. AD crafted this competition in a manner where it's very smart the way that he did it. For all the reasons that you mentioned, Johnny in that it makes Rufus look like he's scared if he doesn't accept this challenge because he's taken away the element of risk for Rufus um, and he's made it a large sample. So from that perspective, I think it's very intelligent, the way that he's posed this. I think about it in the sense that if somebody did this, somebody came at me in the exact same way for NHL, which I, I believe is my biggest edge in any sport. Maybe, I mean... Arguably, but either way, I win in NHL. So if somebody came at me with that and said, uh, you know, we're going to do the exact, offer you the exact same NHL challenge over the course of a season. I don't know if I would accept, even if I was very confident that I was going to win. So first off, I got to talk about the variance of, of just one entire season because I've had NHL seasons that are like 15% ROI. I've had ones that are one and a half percent ROI doing the exact same thing. Sometimes things work in your favor. Sometimes they don't. That's just the nature of betting on sports. So there is still, despite the fact that it's a full season, a lot of variance within that season itself. The second thing is there is something that's not being touched on here, which is the value of keeping your information private, which I think is what probably scares Rufus the most is people being able to see which sides he is betting in golf tournaments Uh, I don't want to say like necessarily reverse engineering his model, but for anyone who models sports, you're always going to have some sort of tendencies to favor uh, in in golf, for example, a certain golfer or consistently bet against a certain golfer. And once people start to pick up on those tendencies, they can potentially beat you to market. They can start to figure things out. Essentially, they can profile what you're doing. And if you have a market impact like Rufus does, then it's going to be detrimental to you. It's the same thing for hockey where people are always messaging me to work with me. I, I, you know, I can give you accounts and this and that it's like, no, no, I want to keep things as private as possible because as soon as people see what I'm on, they're much, they're able to profile me. Now, if somebody wants to go hit market earlier than me, which is the case um, a lot of times where there's a lot of earlier action, whether that's overnight or, you know, lower limits, then I'm going to lose out on that. So from that perspective, I think that there's enough downside where, I'm not sure that if I was in Rufus's shoes, I would ever accept something like this.
1: Well said, I think listen there's debates from there's arguments to be had on both sides i'm I'm with you. If I was Rufus, I wouldn't accept it either, just because like the value of actually keeping those plays private probably outweighs the expected value in this one single isolated competition, and the reality of it is. Unless it was a chance to far out earn what you were going to out earn in the year, then it's probably not worth even the stress of having this done. You know the 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 risk of, like you said, potentially it you losing and then just having the that public persona and that reputation that you had go maybe a little bit sour. So I wouldn't accept it either. What I'll say is I don't think Rufus is scared of uh, accepting this challenge in any capacity. It's just what Rob said. Like it doesn't make sense right now. Right. And from AD's perspective, I mean, I got to side with that guy in saying like he put it out. He put it out there. You know, guys talking shit about you or a guy just says something about you. And you're like, okay, really? You think I'm not going to win at golf? You think I'm not better than you at golf? Let's do it. Million bucks. Let's Mm -hmm. go right now. So both guys, I think, uh, kind of in the right here, as much as it sounds, where they can't really, you know, (laughs) they just can't come to agreement. But I I hope maybe something will happen. What I would propose is like. There probably would be a scenario in which like Rufus could keep his plays private and they could do this more in a private setting where I guess yes. Rufus would only expose his plays to AD, uh, which, again, still probably not favorable for Rufus. But at that point, if you're talking about winning a, a milli off this, then it's likely it's likely going to be a, a good move for him. So all in, interesting interesting thing that happened on Twitter today. I'm glad we could break it down because a lot of people don't really come at it from the stance of somebody who might have ulterior motives or might not be able to play in this competition you know it's not about fear it's like i bring this analogy even like to to ufc or boxing like a lot of times people say like oh this guy's scared to fight me like he doesn't want to fight me he's scared and the reality is he's not scared to fight you per se it's just not a good move for his career to fight that caliber of fighter when he could fight a smaller fighter like There's a tier of fighters in UFC where they haven't like got into that clout yet and they haven't, you know, they're not a big money fight, but they're very, very skilled and very good. So fighting that guy is like a lose lose. Either you beat him and then you're just the same far ahead as if you beat up on a much lesser opponent, Tin Can style guy or you lose and now you've lost to someone who wasn't a big money fight. You set yourself back in your career and you're unable to build back from that as quickly because you've lost to someone that didn't have notoriety all while not getting paid a big money for that fight. So all in, I think it draws parallels to that as in it would be, you know, it's a cool thing. It would be a fun thing, but it just doesn't make sense. It's not that anyone's scared of someone else. It just doesn't make sense in this scenario, but yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, you also there's like there's there's more to to add on to the to the situation right like rufus participated in that competition with empire maker which was the golf dfs one which ended up turning into like a complete fiasco because there was like a rules violation or you know rufus was in a state that did not allow him to actually enter dfs lineups which i think was nevada or something and he had to drive to the border it was just a complete disaster and and like the thing about competitions is that they're just a headache on top of it like it's you know if I, you, you can pit your season against someone else's but once you have to like start with certain limitations we're using this sports book we can only bet these things it just becomes a, an, an added headache so um i completely understand why ad wants to you know defend himself and um you know prove that his reputation as an elite golf better is warranted i get that i, I i'm the type of guy that's very similar To him in the sense that uh, if anyone was coming at me in any stretch of the imagination or if I've heard like rumblings of somebody not respecting what I do, I'd call him out on it, too. I would look to try to make that person a fool in a public forum. Uh, And I think that's kind of the route he's gone here where he's he's made it where where it's like in a sense of I'm offering this competition. I'm removing so much of the risk on your end um it's gonna make you look terrible if you don't accept but i think there's just so much more downside that people wouldn't be considering if they were in rufus's shoes and i'd completely understand why he would just deflect and say no i'm not interested type of thing um and i don't think it will blow over but i'd be interested to see if more comes of this in the next few days yeah
1: but could you could you just and again i agree with rufus i wouldn't take the challenge but could you imagine if you if you someone was just talking shit about you in hockey and they're like, "Nah." I'd book Rob. I don't think he's a winning hockey better guy loses so much. He's a long-term yep. loser. Like he's not going to win in hockey. I'd book him. And then you're like, you know what? I can't stand this guy. I think I'll beat him. I know I'll beat him. Like, let's go. I'll, I'll go for you. think you can beat me? Like, let's go for a million dollars. I'll escrow. You don't even have to put up the money, whatever you want. Let's just do it for a million bucks. And then he's like, nah, I'm good. That's kind of, right. it's, it's like, it's a big it, slap in the like, face.
0: But from my own perspective, like if you remember how the Ben the better versus Tortellini, the tortoise challenge happened, how that started, it never started with Ben challenging a tortoise to a competition. It started with him challenging me. And it was basically like, well, Rob is always ripping on me for my losing picks. You know, he should put his money where his mouth is. We should have some sort of competition. At which point it's like, okay, I'm I'm very confident that I will beat Ben. I'm not 100% confident I'm going to beat him over a two week stretch. Uh, and in fact, Ben ended up with a winning record over that two week stretch. It's probably like the best two weeks he's ever had his entire life. But for me to go head to head, like there's just zero upside. People expect me to win. Um, I, I mean, the money is not going to be worth my time. So there's just so much that needs to be factored into these competition based things. And uh, at the end of the day, I mean, I've never really concerned myself with that, that stuff. I have too much to worry about on a day-to-day basis and trying to make money. And then you add in like an additional headache, an additional element of stress on top of it. And I mean, I can see why anyone would not be interested in that. But um, yeah, I mean, I do enjoy the, the Twitter drama though, I will say. Like whenever this kind of stuff comes up, I, I, I don't remember, there used to be that like, um, that actual Twitter drama account. I don't know if you remember that one, Johnny. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I like uh, that guy. I wonder what he's doing now. Yeah. I wonder I don't that know what was. happened to that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know who that was, but it was a great account because it just surfaced all this stuff and uh, I used to have notifications on for him, but I don't know if he's been tweeting in a long time. Anyways, uh, I thought it was worthwhile to, to talk about it just because two former guests, two people that I respect. Um, but aside from that, it's been like a pretty crazy week for me or at least a week and a half, Johnny. I'm not sure if your day to day has changed. But, um, for me, like as I'm not typically someone who is, um, I don't want to say even steam chasing news, but it's kind of like what I've had to do over the course of the last week and a half, just because of all this, these COVID situations across sports, it's really just consumed a lot of my time.
1: So yeah, let's, let's get into that. That's another interesting topic. Like This week's been uh, pretty brutal across all of the major sports. So, I mean, maybe just give a quick recap on like how this might affect uh, someone who is trying to bet professionally in terms of like all these game postponements, uh, injury info, and not just regular injuries now, but guys going on the COVID list, potential to return, potential not to return. Like how is that impacting everything for you?
0: Uh, it's, It's making me second guess whether or not I want to play things early. That, that was, that's the biggest impact right away because typically I'm not shy about getting involved in a, a you know, market early in the week. Consider NFL, for example, right? If I like a game, uh, I'll bet it on Tuesday. I have no issue doing that um, because typically there's upside and downside for each team and you consider it 50-50. It's the same thing with COVID for the most part. I mean, technically it's not, you can profile some teams of having a higher risk of COVID based off whether they've already had a massive, a mass breakout or whatever, but now you get to where if that, if that news affects you positively or negatively, it's not a swing of like a half point or a point. It's a swing of like a touchdown in the NFL. So it it really changes your um you're thinking and for me i've really had to think about what my risk tolerance is of betting these games i like earlier in the week because you know it, it, the 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 impact that COVID could have is is drastic so i think that's one thing that i a lot of people are uh are suffering from now is do i want to bet early still or am i just going to wait till all the information is out there the the challenge is you wait till all the information is out there then the lines are gone right you're not really Unless you can really quickly bet something, which is what I've been doing for the last week and a half. I see a COVID situation. I don't care who it is, whatever, I'm betting the other side. Because the likelihood that that COVID situation is going to spiral further is high. It's not just like one or two players test positive. It ends up being like 10 by the end of the week. So that's sort of been my approach. But it, it's like, it's just unprecedented in the way that I would attack this stuff. Uh, in the sense that I've really become someone who's just playing injury news for the last uh, few weeks, Johnny,
1: yeah, and that's a business model of a lot of people um you know myself included to an extent, like the best time to bet is you talk about betting before the news comes out, which is tough, right, because if you bet an opening line, you don't know ba- Baker mayfield's going to be out, he's out, you know, how do you bet the Raiders? you're laughing, how do you bet the browns? you're crying, and that's just the reality of it is. If you have an edge, for the most part, by the way, that news over the long run is going to go against you and for you 50-50. So, you know, people tend to remember the losses a lot more than they remember the wins in these scenarios. But for the most part, if you bet before the news comes out, your your line's probably going to be better or significantly better, significantly worse by the time the game starts. And that's, you know, a scenario where a lot of people might not prefer to be in. Uh, in my opinion, obviously the the best time to bet is after the news, but before the line is moved. It's like what Rob's saying, you know, say oh C- Travis Kelsey has COVID, you know you run, you bet whoever's playing the Chiefs, and you know that they lost Kelsey and potentially some more players down in, in in the line. Now, does Travis Kelsey alone move the spread enough to just be blindly betting any number at that time after a move? Absolutely not. But you know, there's scenarios in which there's certain players in certain sports that do move that line enough to warrant. A blind bet so for example you know Travis Kelsey goes out yeah that was followed then by Tyreek Hill by a couple other key players in the defense you know who who knows like there's obviously a much higher chance now that Patrick Mahomes is going to test positive versus somebody on you know an opposition team that has no cases currently so just things to keep in mind is that like Rob mentioned like uh, situation spiraling under control you always want to be on the right end of that because That's something that might not be factored into the line. You know, it's factored in that these guys are out. But what's not factored in is that there's a non-zero chance that more guys are now going to be out throughout that week. So there's a huge huge edge potential there. Um, But what I was more saying is you always want to be betting, if you can, after the news, before the line move. Okay? So the line opens and say Chiefs minus six. Someone someone, um, gets injured. You still want to be betting at the six. Once that line has moved down to minus five, minus four, minus three, and again, I'm just making up numbers here. These aren't um, exact numbers for, for this scenario. So it's just a you know, hypothetical. But you want to be betting at the number that was available before, right? So we've, we've talked about it a little before, but if you're listening to this, you're trying to like you know, factor in these, new, these injury news and these different types of things that are happening. Once the line's been adjusted and you go into the game time, there's no more edge, right? So you can't now go in before a game and say, ah, oh, I'm, I'm going to bet the Steelers this week because Kelsey and Hill are out. That's already factored in, long gone. So important, remember what the numbers were before. Have some sort of screen up. You can track everything on BetStamp. Um, you know, we have the odds comparison up for you right away. So if someone's out, you can go there and check what the number is and see what it's moving to. But what you're going to want to do is make sure you're not betting at the adjusted number. Otherwise, you're just betting into a new number. So that's a little bit of a lesson that a lot of pros know, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast know as well, um, but just happy to, to share it again. In terms of the, the injury stuff, though, the, the one main edge I guess we can share is that the situations do spiral out of control, as Rob mentioned. So yep. when one player is out, that, that's not it. It's not a one and done. It might be, but chances are uh, it's not. Anything to add, Rob? I know we're wanting to keep this episode pretty short, but what else is going on with, uh, with COVID right now? That's potentially impacted, um, your betting across different sports. I know there's a lot of postponements in the NHL right now.
0: Well, there's lots of things because the leagues are starting to adapt the rules as well. So what was happening with COVID in the NFL a week ago is very different from what's going to happen with COVID in the NFL next week, as they start to change the rules around asymptomatic players, for example, still being able to play, um, One thing that we know is not going to change is if you are unvaccinated and you get a positive COVID test, you're out for the week. So when a guy like Joey Bosa, for example, tests positive, he's out. We know that. Uh, Even if it happens early in the week. So that's maybe a situation you want to jump on. Um, I mean, maybe you want to factor in the opponent too, and I'm sure there's not a lot of people rushing to bet the Texans. uh, Breaking news.
1: Breaking news right now from Adam Schefter. Another Chiefs player on the COVID list. As we're talking about it, literally right now, one minute ago, not it's an right. offensive tackle mike remmers now again not remmers wow not not the thing that's going to move the line five points but that's another that's another factor that comes in like oh, it's a starting offensive tackle now so exactly what we're saying sorry to sorry to cut up i just saw the notif pop up from Schefter, and like it, it couldn't be more fitting than to just say it right right now like it's 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 not built in we we got to get this uh, it's like it's an edge to be had
0: Right. So now, uh, if this had happened in real time, immediately I'm going to go and see see what what I think the value is of that player. Mike Remmers is currently on IR for the Chiefs, uh, and I think has been for a few weeks now. I don't know if he's potentially with the team in terms of going through walkthroughs or anything like that i highly doubt it so for me this is a set, a case where i would say it's probably isolated to just remers right now and there's no further action required but say for example it was their left tackle orlando brown now right away you start to say okay now potentially we could be getting mass casualties on the offensive line against the steelers team that has a very good defensive line it's actually the strength of their defense so I want to pounce on that right away so it's being able to parse this information very quickly and a lot of people uh, and I'm going to speak mainly to the casual better right now because I've heard this a lot this week especially from close friends of mine oh, I'm not betting this stuff until Sunday I'm not betting this till like an hour before the game when I know who's going to play and who's not going to play which I understand that there's a desire for people to want to know everything regarding a game who's going to be in who's going to be out but at that point if you're just a casual better you're doing this for fun you're not getting down a lot of money do you think the likelihood of you being able to parse that information at that time is better than professionals parsing that information at that time the answer is very likely no you're competing in a market with other people that are getting down a lot of money who win at what they do. And if you're just jumping in an hour before game time, it's very likely that the line has already been bet into place, unless there's some sort of new information that's happening. So you might think you have some sort of edge. It's very likely a false edge. And I'm, I'm not speaking in terms of certainties. Maybe there is somebody doing something out there, which is not being, um, you know, is not being done by other influencers in the market. But for the most part, If you're waiting till all this information has become available, then it's very likely that that information or that line has already been moved based off of the information in that game. So that's just like the biggest piece of advice is you have to be very reactionary over the course of a week. You have to be on top of this stuff. And I mean, I I understand that people, it's holidays. People are off of work. They want to relax. Maybe they're working jobs and grinding till the end of the year, whatever. And they don't have tweet deck in f- up in front of them like I do for the majority of the day at a computer. So they're at a competitive disadvantage. But if you are going to react to injury news two or three hours after that news has come out and the line has already moved, like Johnny said, then you are reacting to something that's already been accounted for by the market. And you're doing yourself a disservice at that point. So that's the big like takeaway for me is... As much as it's difficult, you really have to be on the ball. Um, And on top of that, I will say I noticed this particularly with Cleveland and Las Vegas. It was a big mistake that I saw a lot of people make. But the the, the NFL announced that they were considering moving the game due to all the COVID situations for Cleveland. Bunch of people rushing to bet the Las Vegas Raiders at whatever their sports book is because cleveland has 20 positive covid tests and there's a it's so bad that the game might be moved well you really have to understand your sportsbook rules like every sportsbook has house rules very easy to find on any sportsbook site you can google them you can do whatever every single sportsbook will have a rule in case of a game being postponed or moved and the vast majority of those bets that were placed at that time just ended up getting cancelled and there was only one sports book that I know of that actually honored those KC Las, Ve- Las Vegas Cleveland bets because their specific house rule was that they would honor um, a game that was played up to five days in advance. So be aware of that as well. A lot of people think they're very smart trying to capitalize on this information and, and getting a bunch of money down, but you have to get it down in the right places as well. So that's just something to consider. And I, I know this is new to everyone. It's new to me. Believe me, I'm, I'm adapting on a daily basis as well. I do not have all the answers. I learn something new every day in regards to um, how to attack the COVID landscape. But the biggest mistakes I see made right now are waiting till way too late to get your bet in. Um, betting at sports books that are not going to honor your bet based off of the information that becomes available. Um, and also not accounting for changes in the league rules. Um, like simple, what like I said, what happened in the NFL last week won't be the same case in the NFL in the upcoming week, and you need to really be aware of that.
1: Okay, sorry to was uh, letting you rant there. Been working on an insider drama here. I have um, live quotes from Rufus Peabody on the oh, wow. on the contest. Yes, yeah, direct. So we're gonna get Rufus's official public comment. Uh, that's obviously not not his Twitter. So. I would say, listen, Rufus, his first point is exactly what you mentioned, Rob, which is it's very negative EV for him to show his picks. So regardless of that, it's it's a tough bounce for him to have to share everything publicly. So he's just not going to put that out there um, for any amount of money. Now, granted, I'm sure there would be an amount of money that he'd put it out for, but from Rufus's point of view, a million then is just not enough to put his stuff out there. Um, and I agree because it's going to erode not just this year's edge, but also future years, right? So if he's, Correct. let's say he's making, I'll just make up a number, but, you know, let's say he was making less than 1 million this year. Even even then, like the expected value on this challenge is probably not much more than, you know, 60, 40 or 70, 30. So he might have expected value of a couple hundred grand. It's, not, it's probably not worth it to put that everything out there. It's going to erode years and years edge. So first thing, you know, you got it right there. Um, Rufus said the second thing, which I think we, I just asked him if I can go into detail about this and he said, sure, is AD mentioned that he wanted to do this, um, basically do the challenge against bookmaker lines, right? So what would happen then is, and we can cut this out if we want to, we don't want to go into detail about this, but Rufus said he would basically be betting into the lines that he had already shaped.
0: Right so which is i mean we I don't think we have to cut that out because it's it's public knowledge that Rufus has a um a large a heavy impact on the early bet Chris slash bookmaker opening lines i mean that's not um
1: I don't think that's anything that's private right now so so yeah for for sure, but if Rufus is now betting into numbers he's already shaped now. He's really actually betting into stuff that's zero edge. Otherwise, it would have been shaped further. So that's a very, very valid point that I think we didn't factor in here is that it's pretty much going to be like Rufus's edge on the bookmaker openers is going to be minimal because he's already bet into them. So there's really no no reason for him to actually bet bookmaker again unless something moves opposition to him, in which case those are likely his lowest edges and his largest ones are coming on the ones with no resistance. So completely skip that and didn't factor that in. But yeah, it's, it would be tough to for me to accept that as well in that scenario. Uh, what Rufus did say is, I'll go quote for quote: "Said the Calcuttas have shown that dick measuring contests aren't good for me. Now I publicly have a micro penis, <laughs> so he's <laughs> he's even he's even admitting it. Obviously, the Calcuttas. I think he lost a lot of money at Jeff Ma, which is uh, which was fu- which was funny, and all. And I mean, maybe it wasn't a lot of money to Rufus, but um, that that's at the end of the day. I think." What would be good is um, Rufus has suggested something else. Maybe we can try to get this going. And if we can build golf in in time um, over the next couple weeks into the Betstamp, we'd be happy to track this um, and have everything go 100% through Betstamp here. But uh, Data Golf is a company that also shapes the golf markets. If you listen to our last podcast that released with Logan Matthews, he did mention a lot about uh, data golf and how that works and how, you know, Rufus's Chris numbers are definitely going to, you know, put something in there, but also we're going to have data golf that comes in and moves the market as well. So what Rufus suggested, and I'm just texting right now is for AD to potentially go head to head against data golf, which is someone or some company who is actually already putting out public numbers. So there's no risk of having everything be out in the open there. So I think that might be an, an interesting challenge. Uh, Rufus said, He's, uh, you know, he thinks likely he can potentially find enough backers on the data golf side um, to maybe get to that million dollars or to maybe get to somewhere where, you know, it'd be worth 80s while to do the challenge. I'm open to tracking this on Betstamp. We obviously don't support golf right now, uh, but we're working on it. It's our next sport that we're going to add to the app. Um, we are going to have full tracking for head to heads. Um, hopefully, Bookmaker ends up being the uh, one of the top priorities given its uh, significance in the betting space, especially in the golf market. So, I mean, that could be something that's very interesting. Rob, what do you think of that?
0: Well, I think it's interesting too, because AD has been publicly open about, um, not being a believer in, in data golf. So, um, I think that there's something there. I mean, it, it's, it's moving the goalposts a little bit because I, I'm sure that's not what, uh, AD had in mind when he originally, um, was running this type of competition, but he has openly, um, I don't, I don't know. I'm looking for the right words here other than, I mean, he's openly shit on data golf before, if we're being real. Um, so he obviously thinks that what he has is better than that. If he was able to do a million dollar competition to go up against those numbers, I'm sure that's something that would satisfy him in some capacity.
1: Okay. I mean, listen, I'll let these guys hash it out. I'm not going to be the person who's, uh, trying to create drama or anything like that. If they did want to go AD versus data golf, um, or, as you guys will call it, AD versus DG um, in a, a straight head to head, then I think there's a chance we could potentially support that on BetStamp. You know, track everything for free, have them input the lines directly there. Um, you know, obviously, hopefully, gain some exposure to our platform as well, and then make sure everything's 100% documented and there's no, you know, funny business as, as that, that's what we do, you know, no past posting, everything verified, 100% lines at the time. So that could be, uh, that could be something of interest to us as well as to potentially AD and, and, um, and data golf. If they can, if Rufus can potentially find the the backers or if he's willing to maybe potentially put up the money um, and just say, Hey, go against data golf lines. You won't even beat these guys. Then that could be something that's maybe even more fun than, than Rufus. It's kind of like the Ben, the better versus you, but he's got to get through the, the challenge. He's got to get through
0: data golf. And just like Ben had to get through Tortellini and he lost in the, he he was not able to get that done. Yeah. Listen, I, I, as a as an independent third party, I do love the competition style stuff. I remember when uh Preston, who we've had on this podcast as well, Sports Cheetah, went head to head with Matt Zilberd, who who calls himself the king of over/unders and won by like an an insane amount over the course of a baseball season. Like that kind of stuff is funny to me when I'm not involved in it cuz I don't have to deal with the day-to-day headache of being involved in it, but um I can understand why anyone wouldn't want to be a part of those. Um, especially anyone that has uh, quote unquote, something to lose, which I think is the, is the case with Rufus.
1: All right. Well, I think we'll close off the podcast with that. This was a, uh, you know, a good little quick episode. We wanted to record a video for you guys this week. Um, unfortunately with um, you know, some of the just like restrictions and stuff in the COVID situation, we weren't able to meet up Rob and I this week, but um, next week, we're hoping to meet up if all goes well, and we should be back in the studio with the top audio quality, top video quality, um, and we're probably going to try to, you know, you know, have a couple segments that, you know, might be a little more fun for people as well, where we've been collecting some tweets that are pretty triggering to both uh, Rob and I, what that's, you know, my, tweeted by a variety of people. Sometimes it's, you know, egg accounts with a little comment, and sometimes it's some, some public figures. What we're hoping to do is potentially you know, throw those up on the screen and break down some absolute utter nonsense that goes on um, in the gambling space. So that could be an interesting segment for next week. Obviously, fingers crossed. Hope everything goes well and we're able to record in studio next Wednesday. Um, and if so, we'll see you guys uh, next week with a, an awesome video episode.
0: Happy holidays, everyone. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review five stars. And if you haven't downloaded one thing,
1: you can review podcasts on Spotify now. So in the past, it was only Apple. Uh, they just released that. So if you guys don't mind, if anyone listens on Spotify, please rate and review, uh, helps us grow the show and put, put out more content for you guys. Thank you everyone. Take care. Happy holidays.